0: What uh, what a service we're about to have. It's already begun. And even when I was downstairs, I was telling the people with me that I could sense the glory of God in this service. What a wonderful service we're about to have. When I don't feel it, even when I am it, you're working, you stop, working, you never do. now. Now, um, as you know, there's a series that I'm doing in the Sunday services, which I started on Sunday, which is The Word of His Grace. Now, today I have started a new series, which I will do on Wednesdays. So Wednesday we are doing something, Sunday we are doing something else. Someone would ask, Apostle, how do you teach two series at the same time? In the Bible days, they didn't just meet on Wednesdays and Sundays. They met every day. Even these arguments people have now, should you pray on Sunday, should you pray on Sunday? started now. When the church started, they we were meeting every day. They didn't care which day was which. So there's too much to teach, and I can't afford to do one series at once. So I have decided, let's do two. So, in the event that you can't make it for either, follow the podcast. In the event that you are in Osaka, and you're at home, and somehow you just decided not to come because there's a podcast, you've got a problem. But that is not so with you, eh? That's not your story, eh? Tell your neighbor, I'm of the kind who comes and then even listens to the podcast afterwards. Has a deep and water, so my soul longs for you forever and ever. Yes, this heart beats for you. Has the deep and for water, so my soul longs for you. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Yes. Okay. Calm down, Fred. Let's just teach. Okay, so in this series, (laughs) I'll ask you to turn off the keyboard soon. I know myself. In this series, I'm going to be talking about faith. We'll be dealing with the topic of faith. If you know me, there are some topics I teach every year. One of them is the Holy Spirit. Another one ministering to the Lord. Another one. I was shocked. Do you know that last year around this period, I literally taught a sermon entitled The Word of His Grace Part 1. I was shocked. Okay. And the faith topic is a topic that I constantly teach. And I'm praying that we catch it. Praise the Lord. I'm praying that we catch it. now the question is why faith why are we talking about faith why should we spend a lot of time teaching the topic faith so i'll start by explaining why faith and then i'll introduce you to what faith is and if time allows today we'll go into two kinds of faith today we might just look at one of them but by the next week, we might look at the other one. And after that, we'll go into four expressions of faith. And then we'll see what we can do. Praise the Lord. So, why faith? Number one, you cannot please God without it. How many people here would love to please God? You can't please God without faith. you'll get to understand later when we define faith. I want to remember when Abel and Cain both brought an offering before God. If you've read Hebrews chapter 11, it was a faith issue. Because it says, by faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice than Cain. So you can't please God without it. Let's read it. One, two, three. go. Hebrews 11:6. 6. I actually forgot to mention there is a day... It could be after two kinds of faith. Um, there's another part which is called come believing. Or We're going to explain what it means. What does it mean to say he who comes to God must come believing? What did Abraham believe God was which caused him to be the father of many nations? Let's not go there for now. Let's build it up. He that comes must come believing. What was it about that woman with the issue of blood so many people brushed shoulders with jesus that day what was it about that woman that when she touched him jesus said who touched me there was something about her touch there was something she believed he was imagine jesus turns and says who touched me peter says there's a huge crowd here and jesus says i know someone touched me because Power left me. As in the woman got power from Jesus without his permission. Because she applied a law that he subscribes to. Jesus didn't have the time to say yes or no. She applied a law he subscribes to. There are people in the Bible who Jesus said had great faith. Notice, he didn't just walk up to anyone and said, Hi, you have great faith. No, there was something they said. There was something they did That caused him to say they had great faith. We'll look at all those things. By the time I'm done with you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Okay. So it says, without faith it is impossible. In short, there is no chance. You don't have a slight chance of pleasing God without faith. It's interesting. There are so many other elements that the Bible describes as important such as love, such as holiness, such as righteousness. And yet we're being told without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because you can never express the God kind of righteousness, the God kind of love, the God kind of all those things without this important aspect of faith. It's a building block to all those things. So someone may be saying, God, I need this because all my life I've obeyed one, two, three rules if there's no faith involved, you're not going to please him. Praise the Lord. Do you know that there was someone whose faith made Jesus marvel? And then at the same time, do you know that there was someone whose unbelief was so shocking? (laughs) Jesus was shocked. Like, there are people who can unbelieve like this. (laughs) Do you know that there's a certain place where the Bible says they made the word of God of no effect? As powerful as the word of God is, it had no effect. All those things are going to learn. Are you excited? So number one, why faith? Because it is impossible to please God without it. You're not going to please God without faith. You're not going to please him. There are people who tried to please God by saying, God, I've come to you and I've lived the best of my life. And there are others who came to him and said, God, I've come to you because of what your son Jesus did for me. It's what your son that can cause me to be saved. Who pleased him? The one who came by the latter because he had faith. You will see as we go on. Number two, faith is a foundational doctrine. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Maybe let's start from Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11. Because, you know, we are the ones who put these things in chapters. They weren't in chapters initially. They were just written as they were. It says, of whom we have much to say. Start from verse 10. Verse 10 says, Caught by God as a high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. Uh-huh. Of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. So here's what's going on. Paul is teaching his church something because it's widely believed for the book of Hebrews. Now, Paul is teaching them something. And then he wanted to touch on a certain topic, but he couldn't. He couldn't go further than where he was because of the level the people were at. I know what I'm talking about. I'm invited to a lot of places. There are places I've gone to. I've prepared a sermon. I don't even go past the first point because they they can't bear it. They don't know anything. No, I'm telling you. That's why you should praise God because you are taught, well, I know what I'm talking about. Then there are places you go, you prepare the sermon, you discover they you know all everything you prepared, you have to go further. And you know, having members like the ones here, you have to read the Bible. Can catch up with you. I mean, every day you have to read something. And in today's world, you can't just go to the internet and download the sermon. You find you're preaching it, they've heard it. They tell you, know, Pastor, you missed a point there. <laughs> Actually, what the real man of God who preached it said was. <laughs> Verse 12. <laughs> For though by this time you ought to be teachers, how long have you been saved? Ask your neighbor. Let them answer. Now, I mean it. Let them answer. How long have you been saved? How long have you been born again? Praise the Lord. Now. By that, I don't know how long you've been saved. And I don't know how how well you measure it. But by the period of time that you've spent having the Holy Ghost dwelling in you, what do you ought to be by now? So it says, by this time you ought to be teachers. Praise God. It says, by this time you ought to be teachers. But You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of You have come to need milk and not solid food. Next verse. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Uh But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, by reason of use, have their sense exercise to discern both good and evil. Uh-huh. Now, you see that it's building. So now it says, therefore, living... I don't know how we are interested. Therefore, living the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation. Now, this is showing us the foundations. The foundation of repentance, from dead works and of faith towards God. They are formal mentioned. So that means as a believer, you have to come to a place where we're not telling you, hey, repent, hey, don't do this, hey, don't do that. Our sermons would be going deeper, if that's what we need to say all the time. Then we can't go in the levels of the Melchizedek and all those things because all we have to be saying is, hey, don't do this, hey, don't do this. And there's another one we don't have to be telling you always. Hey, believe in God. Hey, God is there. Hey, God is real. We don't have to be doing that. So faith is a foundational doctrine. We can't go deeper if we are not solidified on this one. Your neighbor, faith is a foundational doctrine. Say it one more time. Reason number three. We live by faith take me to romans chapter 1 verse 17 which you will all read together so romans 117 1, 17. One two, 3 go How many of you here believe you are just? How do you live? By faith. Faith is the oxygen of a believer. That just live by faith. Praise the Lord. Okay. So now that I've, 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 I've introduced the why faith. Let's now go to a very important part. What is faith? What really is faith? How do you know you have faith? We're going to look at a very common text and we'll use, let's try to use three translations. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. The faith scripture. This is okay. the faith chapter. I would encourage all of us to take our time to read through this book. Especially chapter 11 for purposes of faith. Okay, so let's define it. One, two, three, go. Let's read it together. So faith is the what? And the evidence of what? Okay, let's look at it from the Amplified Translation. Read it. One, two, three, go. Now faith, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not yet revealed to the senses. Praise the Lord. I'll describe what faith is soon, but let me first describe what faith is not. Faith is not being positive. There are people who believe they've got so much faith because they are positive. You can be positive about the wrong thing. I know because I receive some ridiculous prayer requests sometimes. One time I received a phone call. And there's a gentleman who called me. And he says, hi. He mentioned whichever province he was from. And he said, I need you to pray for me. Um, Last night I was cheating on my wife. And you know she's pregnant so you know uh something might happen to the baby i don't know there's a, there's a tradition like that so i just want you to pray i'm like do one joey that's not the only strange one I, receive. I received there is another one um no me and my girlfriend have been trying to have a child for the past four years we believe that after your prayer i said that's not that's not faith That's been positive. They're just positive. Faith has a context to it. I'm telling you, some people have been positive and have believed for the wrong thing. There's no context to it. I will show you as we go on. After all, sometimes faith can be negative. I'm getting you thinking. eh? The the Bible says that by faith, Moses refused to be called the child of Pharaoh's daughter. Doesn't that sound negative? What I mean is that sometimes it can provoke a negative reaction to something. It can provoke a withdrawal. It can. Prov- it, it doesn't always provoke a release. It can provoke a withdrawal. You understand as we go on. Faith is not. It. This part I really want you to hear. It's not just this, it's not an irrational leap. By that I mean faith has a context. You understand when I mention the next point, but it's not just like some irrational leap into something. And then you say, No, that means I've got faith. Let me tell you what I mean. So if I just, you understand when I mention the next point. Should I mention the next point, maybe, first? Or maybe the irrational leap first. So let's say I just decide, I wake up today, and I go downstairs, go for any nice car I have seen, and say, by faith, this car is mine. And I then go get the kids and start the car. You'll be arrested. That's not faith. There's no context to that is that bi- because biblically what you're doing is stealing i don't know if they are getting my fucking biblically that's stealing faith is biblical it's not how can i put it it's very very biblical it's got a biblical context so let's say there's a person out there and they have faith that i'll die tomorrow has no faith Apart from witchcraft, that's a pure waste of time. Like it's a pure waste of time. Because God has said with long life I'll satisfy you. It's a waste of time, It's, it's, it's not faith. Could be manipulation, could be all those things, but it's not faith. You have to understand how faith works and what it really is. So do you know whether you have faith? I hope you're getting my point. You can't just wake up every day and believe it won't rain. For what For, for what context? Do you know who's been praying for rain? Like, I'm just saying, faith has a context. you understand as we go on. It's got a context. It's got a context. I'll give you a lot of personal examples. You like that, right? You like it when we give examples. So maybe let me explain one more. Faith does not exist in a vacuum. It exists in a belief system. It exists in a belief system. That's why the Bible doesn't say one of the foundational doctrines is faith. It says faith towards God. So, meaning there's, there's a system w- within which faith exists, it's a belief system in which it exists. So, meaning if you're going to have faith, you must first of all know what your belief system is, you must establish your belief system. And usually, your belief system is wider than your faith. Okay. I give examples now. Eh? Do I believe God owns all things? Yes. So I already have an established belief system that God owns all, owns all things. And I'm his son, and all things are mine. I already have an established belief system of that. Now, without prior knowledge, if I'm to go around and start collecting keys for the buildings, there will be a problem. Because even though my belief system can accommodate me having all these things, my faith at that moment is having no basis. When will my faith have basis? Should I hear the Lord say, Fred, within the next three years, I'm giving you that building. And there's now a context for my faith. I'll now do everything I can. I'll do all the actions because there's a context. And that context exists within a bigger belief system. I hope you're getting my point. So for uh, you get it as we go on. Our context of faith is the word of God. Our context for faith is the word of God. Once you understand that even miracles won't be a problem for you. So if a person comes to me and says, I want you to pray for me to be healed. Do I have a context for that? Of course I do. By his stripes, that person was healed. So I've got a context. I've got something I can base my faith on. And my belief system already accommodates healing. Now the trouble is when your belief system doesn't even accommodate healing in the first place. All it accommodates is going to the sweet by and by. So faith has a context. It doesn't operate in a vacuum. As a matter of fact, if the word of God is not there, you don't really have faith. I hope you're getting my point it will save you a lot of people have made some silly decisions in the name of faith there was no context some people have married the wrong woman in the name of faith everything biblical about the scriptures was saying this person is wrong no i have faith no, 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 be biblical some people have missed out on good opportunities in the name of faith when it didn't have a context Maybe the first you've been believing for a job that will pay you 15000 A job comes and you're being offered 5000 Wisdom may demand that you take it up as you keep believing and applying and working yourself towards the one that's worth 15000 how do you know? What if when the one that's worth 15000 will come, you qualify for everything, but they want someone with one-year experience? And then that one-year experience, you'll get it while making a $5,000 on top. I'm just saying, faith has got something. I, I, I don't want you to just be that person who says, no, I did this because I have faith. No, it should have a context. And the context of faith is the Word of God, the Logos and the Rema. The logos being the written word and the rema being the spoken word which is never far from the written word it's never apart from it is somebody following me so far you see that faith is not as mystical as people think right okay now let's look at what faith really is you know when i was thinking about faith being part of a belief system it reminded me of the apostles creed how many of you have heard of the apostles creed a summary of the teachings of the apostles. You've read it? I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And I believe in the Holy Spirit who has been sent to us. So faith has a context. That's why make sure you've settled in your heart your belief system. Settle it in your heart that God God is good. Settle it in your heart that Jesus came for you. Settle it in your heart that the Holy Spirit is there for you. Settle it in your heart that the scriptures are infallible. Settle it in your heart that the scriptures, even though you are not there when they were writing them, holy men inspired by God wrote these things. Then your faith will have a context. Your faith will have a basis. You can't be a believer and you're busy quoting Buddha. No, Buddha said what goes around comes around. Do you know that when it comes to knowledge, the source of the knowledge is as important as the knowledge itself? How many of you have written assignments and all that stuff in school? I'll never forget my first assignment. You know, I went to the University of Zambia, so fresh, you know, I was just Young, uh, I think I was 17. I was this young 17 year old who just believed I was on top of the world and I've got ideas that the whole world should know. And so they gave us our first assignment, and to my shock, I got 38%. You know, I got 38%. I was sharing my ideas. They didn't care who Frederick Kaluluma was. They wanted what Karl Marx said, and they wanted what Auguste Comte said. What Frederick said was not important. And yet, even if I had the same ideas as those guys, because of who they were, the ideas had strength. Just because something sounds right, or is even right, doesn't mean you should subscribe to it. You have to look at the source. Can I show you? Take me to Acts 16. 16. Give me verse 16. It happened as we went out to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune daily. What's the spirit of divination? Divination is when you're using a source other than God. Let me give you an example of divination. If your personality, for you to know your personality type, you have to go Google your star, you don't know, Rectus or uh, Ariel, and so because you're born in February, you even go read, even post it on your status, February. You are a passionate lover. Shan, 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 divination. That's divination. Let me say it again. That's divination. And so this woman would do fortune telling. This little girl. And usually, divination, because the motive is wrong, there's always a charge for it. If, for example, you have to pay for a prophetic word. Next verse, the girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Question, isn't this the truth? No, it's not the truth because of the source. But wasn't it right? It was right. So I've I've got a strong belief in what the truth is. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Okay, next verse. And this she did for many days. But Paul greatly annoyed. Every day Paul was just getting annoyed. Turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Paul got arrested for this. Why was Paul annoyed? It was because of the source of the knowledge. It was because of the source of the knowledge. It's scary. If your calling has to be confirmed by demons. No, I'm a major general in the spirit. There was a demon I was casting out which was saying, in this world we only fear Benihin and you. You are a serious major general. And demons don't mind doing that. Because they know if they get you proud, very soon what will happen is a fall. And they know that if they get you proud, they no longer have to do anything to you. Because God himself will resist the proud. The demons will just run away and say, eh? <laughs> there's someone bigger who will deal with him. Is somebody getting my point? The source is important. It takes us back to take heed what you hear, Now, which you believe who told you. Come on, stop this. Karma, this what, this what. That's not our stuff. That's not the stuff we believe in. We're dealing with faith. So it exists in a context. So what really is faith? Let's go back to Hebrews 11, verse 1. And it says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. A few things about faith number one faith is the conviction of the truthfulness of god's word what does this mean when a person has faith it means they've endorsed god's word as the truth When a person has faith, they've endorsed God's word as the truth. Let me say a few more points. When a person has faith, they've endorsed God's word as the truth. Brethren, do we really believe God's word? Do we believe it's true? Ask your neighbor, to what extent do you believe God's word is true? When you are reading the scriptures, do you take it as a suggestion? Do you take it as a nice thing or do you take it as the truth? Praise the Lord. Okay, I'll give you 30 seconds. Tell me, three things from the scriptures that you believe as truth one two three go is that how quiet you are faith is when you are convicted of the reality of god's word you believe it as truth you believe it as reality i'll give you examples soon Faith is the response of one's human spirit towards God's word. Now look, here you are, you've got a belief system. From a young age, I always believed that He's there. I actually believed he was blue in color. I don't know why. I always thought he was blue and he looked like a chair. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. But the concept of God was introduced to me when I was really young. That there's this person called God and he's so big and I thought he's got this loud voice. And I knew that I'm supposed to pray to him. Okay? That's what I knew, that I'm supposed to pray to him. And in terms of prayer, I really didn't know what to say, so I'll just copy whatever anyone is saying. That would be my prayer point. I remember one time telling him that I rebuke him. Because I heard someone using the word, I only found out years later that that, that, I think I was like 10. No, not 10. I was like 6, 7. And I was, Father, I rebuke you. I rebuke you so much. I can, I, I can imagine how it was in heaven that day. There was an angel. What? Should I go here? No, leave him, leave him, leave him. But generally, there was a context. So, what I knew is that this person called God is right, and everything else is wrong. Then, within the context of that belief system, there is a day I responded. There's a day I responded to the fact that Jesus was my Lord. So I always had this belief system, but there's a day I responded. There are some people here, your belief system accommodates that God is there. That's why you're here today. But you've just not yet responded to his Lordship. You've just not yet responded to his Lordship. And you should listen to the teaching I taught last week. But for what I want to do, I don't do it. What I don't want to do, I do it. So faith is—it's your response to God's word. Now, take, give me from the Amplified. It's the assurance. Initially, it said substance. Eh? I'll tell you something about that soon. It's the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see. Conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. What does that mean? Faith is not in the five senses. I don't know whether there are seven. Initially, we were taught five, eh? but I think I remember in psychology we were taught seven. Are they five or seven? And I I always forget the sixth and the seventh. Okay, whatever the case. Faith is not in the five senses, it's beyond that. Can you imagine? Here is something you've not seen, you've not touched, you've not smelled, you've not tasted. You've not heard, like live, and you believe it. You believe it's real. That's why I'm saying faith does not exist in a vacuum. I remember one time, there is a restaurant I rent to. And I paid for what I was supposed to have, and it wasn't coming. I was very hungry. Now, in the restaurants, sometimes you find somebody comes from outside. They've not paid for anything. They don't have faith, but they'll eat. They have hope. So they'll come, and after some, then someone will say, you were you Chocobo. They could. That to me. If they dared try, I had a receipt. I had a receipt. It was mine. i never forget. I've uh, I- forgotten whether it was when I was going to China or coming back from China, one of the two, or Kenya, one of them. Because I think it was China. It was my first overseas trip. I really wanted the window seat. And by the grace of God, you see, before I checked in, it was just hope. I was hoping for a window seat. By the grace of God, reached the immigration places. My shock, they all knew me. Hey, Pastor, hey, Pastor, which seat do you want? I a jump a window. It is well. I they gave it to me. It was already mine. I had not yet. I had not yet bought the plane, but the the seat was as good as mine. It was no longer hope. I was sure of it. It wasn't hope anymore. It was mine. It was mine. And I bought it and I found someone on that seat. Only I had the right to give it up or not. At this point, it wasn't even about, there was nothing like your age or race, because (laughs) they were not of my race. I just looked and said, excuse me, is that J3? Oh, it's your seat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing they could say if they argued I was going security was going to come and do something. When something is yours, it's yours. Listen, even before I had seen the seat, it was mine now. It wasn't hope. I, if it was hope, I would have gone there and said, I Maybe you can allow me that that's hope. I had the ticket. I could interpret the ticket well. If I couldn't interpret it well, I would have been told, no, actually that really means J1 and I'd have settled for it. No. I knew what I wanted and I could interpret it. My friend, I moved to the person. I even felt bad afterwards. Just for three seconds. Anyways, at least I ended up having some good photos. Nevertheless, it was I had not seen it. I had not touched it. But it was absolutely mine, and no one could take it away from me, unless I myself either didn't fight it or gave it up. The fact that I found someone on it doesn't mean what was written on my ticket was wrong. It was. It was mine. Couldn't be anyone else's. It was mine. Do I even have time when do you think um, of late of course I've been doing a lot of interviews you know for a number of um, I think we've had two or three if not four media outlets I don't know why but they like calling me Zambia's youngest apostle. You know? <laughs> let's use the name where it lasts you don't stay young forever. Yeah? But the question is, uh, and, and you know, generally we're, we're taught from the onset, no, you do. You know, starting a church, scratch. Ministry is hard. For you to have 50 people. Said so, Okay, it is well. And of late, if you've observed, we've been booming. But when do you think that ministry came? Do you think it came now? No. It came before most of you knew me. There was a night, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget because it it it, it started out quite badly. I, I, for some reason, my body was not well for a while. I'll never forget that morning, I received a text from someone. I don't know why they sent me that message. They just sent me a message. Hi, I dream that you died today. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It wasn't so helpful. And I remember it reached the evening. And I literally heard a demonic... I could sense a demonic presence in my room. And I I was in the living room. And something said, you know you're not waking up tomorrow, right? You know the moment you sleep, you're gone. I literally heard that. And I immediately decided to go sleep. (laughs) You're a slave to who you obey. I immediately decided to go sleep. I don't know, but there was a battle in the spiritual realm. Spirit can tell when you're pregnant with something. By then, I didn't even know I'd be a pastor, although apparently the whole world knew. So spiritually, <laughs> I was pregnant with something, and the, and that night, I think it's one of the only times in my life I've experienced a demonic. I could literally tell Satan is fighting me right now. Held on to God's word, and something cleared off around zero2. And suddenly, I looked and I could see a vision. And the vision, I could hear a song. And the song was, city of the Lord, established on earth. Something like that. I only heard the rest of the parts of Manu added. But, I could hear that, city of the Lord, city of the Lord. And I could see a vision of the Lord Jesus. And he was so happy. And I could hear I, could, I didn't hear him speak, but I could hear his heart. And he was saying, finally. Finally. As I like was looking forward, and that the world would be taught a lot out of that experience. Yeah. At that moment, the day I believed, I already had it. So what I had to start doing was just manifesting it. It was already mine. No one can take it away from me. The only one who can give it up is myself. It was already mine. It was already mine. It was already mine. I wish, I wish, I wish. Oh boy. I'll never forget. There was a time I underwent an operation on one of my eyes. It was painful. They had sedated me, but I could I could, I could feel the pain in the bones, literally. And there was one thing they were looking for, but they found two. I just heard them, I just heard them say, ah, there's another one. I was like, oh, my God. I remember they removed it. Then the moment the operation was done, we walked out a little. And they told me, no, you need to rest for some time, so we want you to lie down. I said, no. Why don't you want to lie down? I said, I'm not a patient. I remember they looked at me. I think my mom was there. My uncle, who's a pastor, was there. They came, Fred, we know. It was, I just learned faith. My, you are not I was stubborn. You are not going to convince me that I was a patient. But, the doctor, but you're just from having a reverse. I said, I'm not a patient. And then the doctor says, uh, they told me to take certain things and the like. Then About a week later, we discovered it was still something. So that meant I was going to have to go to another one. Then I had a dream that night. In that dream, a hand touched me. The hand came out. I was completely okay. So I got up. Oh my goodness, I sensed the healing anointing. No, I know what I'm talking about. My God. Let me finish saying it. <laughs> okay, one of the days when we teach on what we call the anointing and the like, you understand when someone says that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me quickly finished the story or not. So, I suddenly. I got up from the dream. When I got up, I went to look in the mirror. Guess what? It was still there. The next day, it was still there. The next day, it was still there. And for this one, the Lord had specifically instructed, saying, go gone. And I remember, that was some of the first periods I was getting, vis- I was getting uh, invited to meetings. I remember I was invited. I received one of my... Th- Invitations to a meeting. Prepared for them as Simon found two people. It's a story for another day. <laughs> Imagine two. The one who invited me and someone. I even came with one protocol. At <laughs> least were are four. Eh? Like my coming were double the. <laughs> and everyone would. And I remember the moment I reached the chairperson who invited me was like, your eye. I pointed, I said, what's wrong with your eye? But the healing was real. First, my belief system could accommodate it. And then now I have faith for it. So as far as I was concerned, it was not yet revealed to the physical senses, but it was real. It was there. I don't even remember the date it just left. That's why I'm always posing a lot on photos now. Praise God. My friend, my friend, my friend, my (sighs) friend. Okay. I was going to tell you story after story after story, but I don't think even just the healing anointing. Do you know how I got it? Faith perceives as real what's not yet revealed to the senses. There is a day a person catches it. Sometimes they don't catch it when it's big, they catch it when it's small. And they begin to build it and nature it and nature it. Isn't it of oh God is like a mustard seed, which although being the seed, when, when it's planted, it becomes one of the biggest trees and the bible says and birds come and feed off its branches faith perceives as real are you sure you're waiting for that phone call for you to be convinced that it's in your destiny to manage companies when the phone call comes that's when you believe is that faith that's hope